sharing insights into being and becoming a teacher. I'm your host, Morel Lennon, an Associate Professor in Education at Swinburne University of Technology in Melbourne, Australia. I'm curious and I love to use this strength to find out more. So what better way to support others and to create this podcast to be able to gain insights and perspectives from colleagues and friends. I also run Explore and Create Co that runs workshops, delivers coaching and creates resources informed by positive psychology to support all of us in different ways to explore self-care and mindfulness to help us flourish. And so there is no surprise that well-being features in much of this podcast. So I really want to delve further into what it means to be a teacher, what we bring, how we navigate the current climate and tips and tricks that support us being and becoming teachers. In this series, I'm doing something a little different. I'm going solo with a focus on tricky situations and providing some strategies. The aim is to be practical and to provide you with a background into what you can try to support your confidence and support your well-being and self-care as a teacher and a human, really. So join me as we explore some critical moments of being and becoming a teacher and match these with some practical strategies, tips and points of action to help you flourish. about rest and sleep. We know we need both, but for many of us, we struggle. So sleep is about helping the body heal and process. Without sleep, you cannot form or maintain the pathways in your brain that support you to learn and create new memories. Without sleep, it's so much harder to respond in a timely manner and concentrate. And we also know that most adults need between seven and nine hours of sleep each night. And the amount is just as important as the quality. With rest, rest is about restoration. And for a long time, I actually thought rest was one thing. That is to just stop and do nothing. But in fact, there are different types of rest. So Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith in her TED Atlanta talk tells us about seven kinds of rest. And when I came across Sandra's work, I was mind blown because I was like, wow, this makes so much sense. But why have we not been taught about it? So she talks about seven types of rest in terms of physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, social, sensory and creative That's a massive list, so I'm going to unpack each of these for us. So physical rest. This could be passive or active physical rest. So passive physical rest can be sleeping or napping. And active physical rest refers to activities that are gentle and restorative for our mind and body. So that might include physical rest, for example, yoga, or floor pilates, stretching, a massage therapy as well. Mental rest. This is the rest where we are not actively using our mind. We're thinking, creating, or innovating. So we're resting our brain, 
we're taking care of it. And we kind of think the opposite to this in terms of mental rest deficit. For example, when you go to bed for eight hours, but wake up feeling exhausted, moody and heavy. Or when you lay at night staring at the ceiling as you're thinking about a new idea or fixing that problem at work or running over the script in your head about how you're going to respond to somebody who's perhaps frustrated you. So we need mental rest and downtime to quieten the mind. And this might look like scheduling short breaks throughout the day to support calming the brain. Often I talk about it in terms of little mind breaks where we can ground and come back to center. It might include utilizing a notebook as another way to capture thoughts and to stop the brain thinking or overthinking and to allow it to rest as well. Spiritual rest. This is the ability to connect beyond the mental and physical with a connection to meaning where you're engaging something that resonates with you beyond emotional or cognitive work. So it's tuning into your inner self here in one of the areas that you need to address or want to address. Emotional rest. This is where you tune into your emotional needs, embracing the natural up and downs. So perhaps you might pay a little more attention to those emotions of anger, frustration or overwhelm by tuning into what they're really telling you. Or you may need to dial down some positive energy such as zest or excitement or enthusiasm if you've been engaging at those levels a little bit too much. So you may consider at this time eliminating people-pleasing behavior, exploring courage to lean into being authentic and being able to connect to being present, acknowledging the natural ups and downs, but with optimism. Social rest. This is a big one as others can energize us, but they can also de-energize us. So sometimes we feel rested spending time with certain people and then other times we need a break from people and a little me time um, becomes a super energizing element. So social rest is tuning into that. When do you need to be around people? When do you not need to be around people? Who are the right kinds of people to be around? And so knowing what relationships energize you rather than zap you is really key for this type of rest and knowing when we need breaks from friends or colleagues is important and knowing where me time is required and what that might be there's all a part of social rest sensory rest this is a big one thinking about all the senses here so sound touch smell sight and taste I know this one helps me explain a lot of how come what how I feel like at times where I need a break from visual from bright lights from sight and you want to consider what this might be for you so it might be removal from background noise or juggling lots of different projects or from bright lights it may mean avoiding certain types of food to minimize triggers with smell or taste And you might explore even closing your eyes in the middle of the day, some intentional unplugging from technology or intentional unplugging from particular environments or situations. It might include 
really listening into some soothing, very gentle sounds that take you away from loud noises or lots of activity that sometimes we can have in, in those classroom experiences. And then the last type of rest is creative rest. So creating a space and environment for you that supports you to generate new ideas, be in the flow, create, problem solve and find solutions. So this is a rest time when you really can be in flow and just explore. So we often forget about this type of risk, rest, but it's incredibly powerful. So it could be something like actual making. It could be something in regards to cooking. It could be an artwork. It could be out in the garden. It could be creatively problem solving something. And then the, the whole engagement with problem solving allows you to, to rest and to tune into different areas. So rest is one of the most underused gifts to yourself. So think about where do you most use your energy in the day and how can you counteract feeling tired or exhausted with different types of rest to enable you to connect into what you need to be your best. Oh, 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 oh,